Hello and welcome to episode 21 of season 2 of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. How are you, Jeff? I'm okay, Mark. Life, okay? Uh, life is interesting. Life is <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yep. So, uh, three days away from a trip to Hawaii, not ready to go. Well, mostly ready, but not entirely ready. So, and just, you know, a lot of stuff on the go. So, how about you? Uh, it's been good. It, uh, I just uh, went to a conference this past weekend and um, with a, a live in-person conference. It's, um, and it So was, you have COVID now, basically yeah, what you're saying. No. <laughs> it, was a, it was a relatively small conference. So yeah. That, that part. Photography? Yes. Ah, and what was uh, the main theme? Uh, didn't really have a main theme. Had um had uh, a bunch of speakers. How many speakers they had? One, two, three, four, five, six. Cool. Uh, I would say of the six speakers, five of them were great. The sixth one was kind of uh, pretty and like lots of war stories, but nothing super. Did you say education. pretty? Well, the images were amazing. Oh, the photography. Yeah. I thought yeah, you thought the photographer. No, like that's not very relevant. No, he to, wasn't particularly pretty. Yeah, interesting. But it was interesting yeah. because I mean, he's quite an accomplished photographer, and right? Clearly, is one of these guys who uh, has, uh, you know, uh, horseshoes up his butt. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. just like just seems to fall into things. Interesting. Like uh, he was talking about how he snuck into the Olympics. Oh, took really? Photos and then won awards based on those photos. <laughs> Because he was sneaking in. Okay. Fortune favors the bold, I guess. Well, yeah, and the foolish sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway. interesting. Well, oh, so coffee good. today. Ooh, yes, we have it's coffee. Tasty. We always have coffee. Yeah, it's true, but it's a different coffee today. Today it's from Agro Roasters out of Vancouver, BC. Aha. This must be these, uh, this must come with your coffee, uh, your monthly coffee pack. These little they cards. Do. These eh? little cards. They're, oh, very they're cool. Very handy. Um, so they gave a little explanation for each coffee. Yeah. Um, that's good. Um, so today we have some Honduras Ubalu Gonzalez. Um, these are the varietals are bourbon, catuay, pacas, and the process is black honey. I've never heard of that. Aha. Um, but the tasting notes are golden raisins, pomegranate. And cacao. Cacao, mm. cacao. There you go. Ubalu Gonzalez, which is a Speedy Gonzalez's third cousin Uba. Uba. on his mother's side. Exactly. The side he doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> is Speedy Gonzalez racist now? Would it be considered to be politically incorrect? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Certainly Slowpoke Rodriguez, his uh, other cousin, I could definitely see having a problem with. But uh, yeah. So no more Speedy Gonzalez, okay? No more. Well, yeah, I don't know. I would think I think those kinds of cart. I don't know. But then you. It's interesting. Because you've got. Um, You've got lots of cartoons where they make fun of all kinds of people. Yeah. They just don't do culturally insensitive. That's right. Fun. Which I don't know if that. I mean, if you're if you're trying to poke fun at people, usually everything's fair game. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, there you go. Uh, what's your dad joke? I don't have a dad joke, but I have a. a, a I guess it's a funny story. Uh, without naming names. So I teach, right? Yeah. And I had a student uh, voiced a complaint about a group where somebody had made a derogatory comment in her opinion about another student. So not her, but about a third somebody student. Else. Okay. And uh, so uh, there's a process and we could have done an investigation and all that, but she didn't want that. And she just wanted to change groups. So I said, okay, no problem. So yesterday the student who apparently made the comment, reached out to me okay. and was wondering why this other student left the group. And I was like, well, I was kind of honest with her, but I, di I didn't know what the comment was. And we were sort of dancing around it. And she was quite taken aback that this other student had taken offense to this comment. And uh, 
so we talked about it and fixed the problem with the group thing, but then she came back to it and she's like, you know, I've got to get this off my chest and this idea of, of the, uh, um, this comment. Um, she said, I'm part of a particular ethnicity and, and we often talk like this. And the, the third part person was also of this ethnicity and, you know, has some language problems. And I think the problem to say she's got, you know, fob, fob skills. And she kept, she said fob a few times and I, and I didn't quite hear it. And I said, sorry what you said fob what is fob and she said fresh off the boat mm-hmm. and i was like i think that might be the term that causes a problem i don't think you want to use that anymore <laughs> just a general rule just a general and rule she's like oh yeah but you know amongst my friends and all that you know we're, yeah it's, no. it's okay within my group of you know we can we refer to each other that way. and i'm like yeah you know there's a lot of in comments, perhaps in certain ethnic groups that call each other stuff and that's their business. But when you're dealing with other people uh, who are not, you know, in, in on it, I'd stay away from that. So I was like, oh my God. My son is the same. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff like, uh, <laughs> like we'll overhear him using the N word with, with other guys. And I'm going like, dude, you're white. Yes. You can't use that word. Yes. And he said, well, you know, they use it all the time. We go are they white <laughs> like it's just not yeah yeah yeah, yeah, just, yeah. and he says oh well it's just we're just making fun of each other and yeah and like, no yeah, not so much yeah words no good <laughs> yeah as long as he's not recording that stuff too right yeah well yeah hey you know i bought some shoes from a drug dealer once okay i don't know what he laced them with but i was tripping all day there you go ah <laughs> <laughs> Because drugs are funny. <laughs> well, my stoner friend used a, a daily agenda notebook to roll his uh, roll up a joint. Now he's high on my list of priorities. There you go. <laughs> Bit of a theme today. All righty. Speaking of themes, uh, what did you learn this week? Uh, oh, Wow. I learned my son has very deep thoughts, and we we were discussing Einstein's theory of relativity as it related to the speed of speed of light and whether or not uh, and how fast the universe is expanding. Right. So, do you know how fast the universe expands? I don't know exactly how fast it's expanding. I know it's expanding, you know, really fast, but because it's so big. You know, we don't really notice it. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's expanding at 73 kilometers per second per megaparsec. Okay. And the universe is approximately 613 megaparsecs in diameter. All right. And a megaparsec is... And like, it basically sp- spans like 9.3, more than 93 billion light years uh, is the... Well, the width of the known universe. Yeah, a megaparsec is right. a is a measure of distance, and it's like 18, 18 billion light years wow. or some some crazy. Yeah. Like these are really, really big yeah. numbers. You know, I did the Kessel Run in under six parsecs, so <laughs> exactly, I know about these things. <laughs> so, so, and you know, you know, the fundamental problem with that is that the parsec is distance. And uh, yes, so well, whole, in, in our universe, but we don't know what it is in the Star, star Wars universe. Yeah. So, in the Star yeah. Wars universe, there's it's this famous thing where he, he says, I did it in under how many? Six? I think it's under six parsecs. Under six parsecs. Yeah. yeah. But the catch is that uh, the parsecs is a measure of distance, not time. And it sounds like it's time, but it's not. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, so why? So are the, is the universe, how is the universe expanding? This is the other question. Mm-hmm. How is it expanding? Yes. Or what's causing it to expand? No. Oh. How well, is it expanding? Well, I know it's expanding. I, I know it's akin to like, um, if you, if you take a balloon, because they talk about galaxies are getting further apart, but they're not really moving per se. It's if you draw like two dots on a balloon and you blow the balloon up, the, the balloons, the, the dots get further apart, but there's actually no motion, right? So that's why it's expanding faster than the speed of light. Well, no, it's because no, that's not faster. Oh, than it's speed. not. Okay. I that's the was. catch is oh, that okay. the, the universe is not expanding faster than the speed oh, of light. Oh, interesting. 
so uh and uh the other thing related to that is so um right now we're not aware of anything that travels faster than the speed of light because there are two parts that are super important to, it's a speed limit right uh, if you go to the speed although of i light, keep reading about physicists that apparently have seen things that are traveling seven or eight times the speed of light well uh, there's uh and there's some confusion about again this idea of like warp technology where you're you're expanding space but so you're actually not moving but you are in essence moving right yeah so going back to the expanding universe yeah so it's uh so the galaxies if you were just to look at the galaxies they would all be kind of red because there's redshift going right. on that's right which but, is how they determined but it's not because the galaxies are physically moving farther away it's the space between us is getting that's right further yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's the balloon analogy is a pretty good analogy because yeah. it's not so much uh it's not so much that the the universes are racing away from us as much as the space between us is just getting bigger. That's right. Yeah. That's, like the that's... whole thing's getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh so the there are key things with uh with uh the speed of light and as a speed limit. So as you get closer and closer to the speed limit, um time dilates, it slows down. So that when you actually hit the hit the speed of light, it stops. Right. So that's fundamentally a problem. That is a problem. And um, apparently, it also and I don't entirely understand it. It also affects your math. Your math. Mass. Oh yes. So yes. you get. Uh, I think you get heavier as you go faster. Could be. Although I don't know if you actually notice it. Yeah, no, I don't think you noticed it. Because everything would be relative to your... Like, if you're on a ship and the air molecules were getting heavier, I think the relationship would stay the same in the same way that time slows down for you, you know, but you don't... You're not cognizant of it. Right? But one of the things they give as an example for the possibility of things going faster than the speed of light is quantum entanglement. Well, that's right, Except which they, they really don't understand. <laughs> so uh, the problem with... In fact, Einstein was very unhappy with that. Quantum... Well, he called so, it spooky spooky action at a distance. Well, exactly. Yeah. But but apparently, it doesn't break the rule because uh, part of the relativity requirement is communication. So even though there are uh, two things... So basically, if you take two quarters and you flip them, mm -hmm. they'll mm -hmm. one will turn up heads or tails and the other won't turn up heads or tails it's kind of random yep if you put them in a quantum entanglement box and separate them if you flip one and it turns up tails the other one will automatically turn up heads they're always the opposite right. sure um the catch is uh they can be fairly far apart and it's instantaneous. well they could be across the galaxy they've exactly. determined it doesn't it doesn't space, it space has no nothing to do yeah. with it and uh but it it has to do with it it's not so much that you know what the 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 uh, condition is of the heads or the tails it's actually both at any given moment this right. is the problem so as soon as you assert it as one the other one turns the other way yeah so i don't know there's so much that we don't understand that's true uh you know they're still trying to figure out uh what's it called uh like quantum eraser or the double slit experiment, you know? So, so I, I, I consume a lot of that and it's like the philosophers and the physicists and exactly, you know, they know they have to work together because at some point this coffee is really, it good. is good. Right. Is really what surprising. is conscious? Like as soon as we determine that an observer has an impact on, on the physical world, that opened up a lot of questions, right? Absolutely. Which is like, well, what is an observer? And, is it just, does it have to be sentient, uh, conscious? Then, of course, what is consciousness? Uh, you know, so I my bottom line is whenever somebody comes on any subject and tells me they know exactly what's what, whether it's out of a book or I always kind of go, well, maybe not. <laughs> You know, fair enough. Like, well, and, and there's that's always what, room what, for you got to leave that crack open because there's so much stuff we don't understand, including gravity. Yeah. Or time, you know, these fundamental things that the smartest people in the world go, we think we know, but, but we, we don't, don't really, really know. know. Yeah. And so funny. anybody who comes along and says, this is the best flavor of, of cola, I say, well, you might just be off. <laughs> you know, I think you should leave some room for doubt.
That's all I'm saying. And I'm being very careful what I talk about there. <laughs> well, and uh, I mean, when I went and learned physics. Cola means religion. <laughs> well, when I learned physics, it was uh, is not quite 40 years ago, but oh it's God. getting there. So, uh, so I'm sure things have changed pretty dramatically. Um, so the other thing I learned, so just jumping right. ahead. Uh, well, so we had a guest with Paulette, um, and we used a different kind of microphone. Oh yes. And, um, so that was it crackly. No, uh, the real issue is so, uh, you and I are using condenser mics Correct. that are pretty, um, they're great for picking up the sound, but they're also uh -huh. don't pick up a lot of stray sound. From right. The wrong place. Okay. I mean, sure. We don't have a perfect sound booth environment. No, here. no, this no, is, no. you know, pretty reflective. It's we used, pretty, yeah. For, for Paulette, we used a different, uh, different mic. And, uh, the problem was it was picking up everything. Oh. So we were having, uh, so, so I could not only hear Paulette very well, which we could, Yep. I could hear you and I as well in her mic. Oh, right. Which was not so good. Yeah. Um, so I took a, a bunch of time to clean up, clean up and rehabilitate. Yep. And as we have such a large budget for this podcast, <laughs> the sound engineer is me. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so that was super interesting to see how you can repair and what you can repair with, uh, with like I dug a lot deeper into uh, just the tools available right and, uh, into that audio because uh, there's there's all kinds of things like there's compressors and expanders and it's amazing and stuff, what, what sounds good and what doesn't sound yeah. good and how you decide what sounds good so so that is something I learned I would love to spend more time on it because I've got you know one with on the music stuff and you can do and yeah so many tools and it's just but there's just no time but cool good for you yeah. and uh so today oh wait i learned about oh go ahead uh it looks like they're predicting i don't know exactly who they are but i've, I've the, looked the, into it the people they seem to be from credible Q sources Q no Q no on. uh a couple of scientists came out and said they're talking mm -hmm. about a, a viable vaccine for cancer by 2030 mm -hmm. uh based on the mrna um Really? Uh, yeah. Well, so I thought that this was, they had developed this for COVID and now they were actually uh, going to apply it to cancer. It turns out they were actually doing research with mRNA vi um, um, for not viruses, um, vaccines for cancer. But when COVID hit, they were able to pivot what they already had kind of started working on, apply it for COVID. And now it's kind of been this fortuitous loop because by developing the COVID vaccine, they learned a lot more stuff, which they're now feeding back into their initial uh, research, which was on cancer. And they're saying, optimistically, 2030, they might have a vaccine. Uh, and again, it would be, you know, as of now, not just one type of cancer, but pretty broad spectrum, and then, but, but tailored to each individual. So they would do some kind of genetic coding, but it might be, uh, it might be within our lifetime that they'll render cancer. I mean, I won't eliminate it, but it would become kind of like a chronic thing that would be controllable, which would be amazing, right? That's like the holy grail of, of Western medicine. For, well, the, the, for inter decades. the interesting thing that I, so when, back when I was in university, again, this is a long time ago. Um, there was a, there was a med student that I knew and uh, she was talking about the fact that you know, the thing that nobody ever talks about that this was at that time. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about it too much since then. We says all doctors know that cancer is a form of virus. Yeah. And that, uh, that basically that we don't have a proper viral treatment for it. So they have a particular approach and there are certain types of cancer that you may or may not know, like uh, feline leukemia for cats mm. is communicable. So, right. um, not all cancers are communicable, so you can't necessarily, thank goodness, but, um, or most cancers aren't communicable, but they are triggered by a virus. Right. Um, yeah. and, uh, that seemed to me like at the time, this was pre-internet, so you can kind of go Google it up, but, uh, <laughs> it always struck me as kind of, uh, prescient that she identified this and nobody ever talks about it. No, it's interesting. Terms. Right. Yeah. Uh, not to get political, but there was a political 
event on the weekend and I did <laughs> see one. A, I, well, a couple, but I saw a picture of a, an individual at one of these events, again, not to get political, and they were wearing a sign and it said, viruses are a hoax. <laughs> and it said, virologists is not a real profession. And then I heard about this cancer vaccine and I was like, all right, well, good for you. You know, uh, there ought to be a law. You don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. Or you don't get medical I'm, treatment. I'm sick. Can I have the, the vaccine? Oh, no. No, no, no. no Sorry. No. Just therapeutic. You got to write. Here's some ivermectin. Or you got to write an essay. Horse tranquilizer. Hey, I mean, we don't want to be complete, but you got to write an essay. Yeah. <laughs> so today's, today's topic is bucket list for vac vaccinations. For vaccines? Vacations. I'd like to, I'll take polio for 10 points, Alex. <laughs> vacations. Yes, vacation destinations on your bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your vacation destinations? I would like to go to Ireland. Oh, why? Uh, well, because uh, I have Irish heritage. Oh, how far so, back? Oh, like a like long back, right? Okay. Quite far back. Um, although there's I a can tell by your red hair. There's a Castle Cullen <laughs> and sorry. a County Cullen in is that, Scotland. Is that racist? Yes, <laughs> which uh, which I don't quite understand because apparently we, it's not a Scottish name, but there's a there's apparently a, a a castle and a county named after our family name in our in Scotland. So I probably want to see that too. But. Well, a lot of the Scots uh, right. immigrated to so Ireland is one, and I want to go to Savannah, Georgia. Why? I don't know. It's been a thing for as long as I remember. There's just this call to go to Savannah, Georgia. So those are two. We'll start with that. What about you? What are a couple of yours? Well, uh, so this past year, I I knocked two of my bucket list mm. ones off. Uh, I drove the Alaska Highway up to Whitehorse, right? The Yukon. Um, so the problem is, I that that was kind of like a partial bucket list and now i there's parts that i wanted to go further so oh, yeah. i'm gonna have to try and go again i i went to newfoundland again again uh, it was i didn't go far enough so that's part of the issue with newfoundland as well so this time i intentionally went further than i went last time but it was not still not far enough. isn't there like a kind of a limiting factor of uh, newfoundland like don't you fall Geography? into the ocean yeah well newfoundland is incredibly large so right. the problem is, uh, if you don't give yourself enough time, you can't really get anywhere. Oh yeah, interesting. So like uh, Gross Morn, which is on the northern tip of of Newfoundland, is probably like a twelve or fourteen hour drive. Wow! Like it's really far. Yeah. And uh, so it's a non trivial exercise. Sure. To get. Like I think it, I think to drive from. Uh, from Porto Basque, which is one corner, one end of the highway in Newfoundland. The, yep. the highway is like a horseshoe. Oh, yeah. Um, to St. John's is, I can't remember if it's 12 or 24 hours. It's it's far. Yeah. And um, so we drove fairly far. We got up to Twillingate, and it's still, still not really all that far. Hmm. We didn't really get into the National Park uh, at Grossmorn, which is spe apparently spectacular and yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, there's places I'd like to go in the States, although right now I'm kind of terrified of the States. I was going to say, uh, I want to go to New York and Los Angeles. Those yeah. are two cities I'd like to see. But yeah, even Have Savannah. Have never been? I've never been to New York. I've yeah. never been to LA. I've been to San Francisco. Okay. Uh, been to Seattle. Been to a, a quite a Boston, but never haven't made it to New York yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, neither LA. LA is so, interesting because Paul has some very good friends in LA now, so that might be a, a connection. LA is kind of an interesting place because you kind of get a fairly negative presentation on LA, but it is spectacular. Like, there's, I mean, there are some not so great areas, but there are some spectacular areas. Yeah. So, and it is huge in terms of the geographic area that it covers. So yeah. It, um, Traffic is very bad, though. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's, well, so, I mean, it's obviously simplification, but you, we were just talking about you play Grand, you know, got Grand Theft Auto 5 on your on your machine, yeah. and I've played it on, on the PS. It's a representation of Los Angeles. Right? Okay. It's it's based on, on L.A., whereas some of the other ones were based on New York, and then there were some that were based on Miami, but that one's based on, like, L.A. and, and kind of the, the general 
that part of, of California because you've got like, uh, like some flatlands, you've got some mountain range, there's oil fields, right? So it's a, it's a mini Los Angeles, uh, in terms of the general feel for it, you yep. get, and you get that sense, but, uh, <laughs> so those are two, um, like to go back to the parts of Italy that we didn't, I guess we wouldn't be going back. I'd like to go back to Italy and catch some of the parts that we missed when we, we went the last time. When, when we, did you go? It was 2002. So it was a long time. Yeah. So we, we didn't get over to Genoa or Milan. So we missed that northern, northwest corner. And then once we were there, it would be cool to pop into France, you know, and then I'd like to go to Greece as well. I never made it to Milan, but I went to Turin because Lori was playing. Oh yeah, the I remember Master. that. Yeah, yeah. So Turin is in that general and region. Tur that 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 region has got some amazing wine. Oh my god! Yeah. So we went uh, when we traveled. We to Italy. We went with uh, an agro tourism thing. It was basically your tourist touristic locations. On I remember farms. that. Uh, and the food was amazing. Like it was spectacular and then we and we popped into france very briefly yeah it was kind of kind of neat i'd like to uh, i would very much like to visit france part of the problem i encounter is every time i'm flying uh that direction to europe yeah um i always end up trying to stop off and visit relatives Right, because you've got a lot of family in Portugal. I have so. uh, family in Portugal and family in England. So what does that mean? I don't go to Ireland. It means I don't, because they were like, you were so close. Yes. And going, Ugh. And, uh, so you have to secretly go yeah. under an assumed name. Well, and uh, so I would Hash like, Cabana. I would like to go to France. I'd like <laughs> to go to Spain. Um, my, my aunt and uncle have been to Spain several times. They, they quite, quite speak of it quite highly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I've... Uh, I've I've spent part of a day in Frankfurt, and oh, yeah. I was like, "This is very different." So yeah, I don't know. I'm not not usually attracted to Germany. Uh, I mean, nothing against it. And there's other places that I thought when I was younger, like like so we went. You know, I went to Kenya, and that was fascinating. Yeah, I would like to go to um, Africa. So maybe South Africa, you know, but I'm not hugely attracted to places like uh, India. Uh, and I don't really know why. I think it's just a question of time versus, like, if that opportunity presented itself. I would like said, to go to you India. You can go on but a trade I'm, thing. I'm terrified to go to India. To India, then I would go. I'm, why are you terrified? Because everybody that I know has always gotten sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. They've gotten sick with yeah. something. We got super sick when we went to Africa. Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, just while we were there, right? Okay. Like, not, not, nothing chronic or long lasting, but just like, yeah. I have stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about uh, you've? So you've been to Iceland. I, you know, I wouldn't mind going to Iceland. Iceland those, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sweden, those kind of places, I think would be interesting. Lori's been to Norway. I would very yeah. much like to go to this. So there's so many places. So here's the yeah. thing: a lot of people save their travel until they retire. Yeah, which is not which is such not a, good a very idea. good idea for no. two reasons. One reason is um, suppose you're going a conventional route and you have a plan that you're going to retire at age 65. Right. Um, and you Which apparently it. is not very common anymore. But Really? Yeah, there was just an article about Gen X and, and baby boomers. Older? Oh, much older. Oh, really? Much older, yes. Yeah. The Gen X and the baby boomers are, are still hanging on to, they're going to work forever oh. and they're going to live forever. And they'll retire 70, 75, yeah. you know. Well, so so the problem with retiring at seventy five is uh, it's very difficult to get travel insurance, right? And uh, part but I of think I think they are living a different lifestyle, though. So true. maybe it's I'm going to work till I'm seventy five. You know, I have no uh, if I can work till seventy five, I probably will as well. But I think people are not waiting. Uh, and again, Gen X folks and and millennials, you know, they they have a different. Uh, uh, work trajectory. A lot of them have self-employment or gig. And so I think they're putting those experiences more on the forefront. They're not waiting till they retire, till they go anywhere. Cause you're right by then it's, I think they've probably seen well, travel previous it. generations do that. And it's the classic, uh, you know, my uncle retired and a year and a half later he was dead, you know, didn't do anything, didn't go anywhere. It's like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that shtick. Thanks. Well, but the other problem is as you get older, 
as you get older, um, you start having health issues. Yeah. Um, and they can be small or they can be medium sized or they can be large. Yep. And, um, and they, you know, and your mobility reduces. So you're not, you know, you're not uh, as uh, mobile potentially as you were when you were 20. You, know, yep. you could hike for 30 kilometers in a day and like, be ready to go to the next day. That's right. Uh, you do that when you're a bit older and um, yeah, the next day is not so good because the recovery is not so good. Yeah, exactly. But um, so, so it, I mean, I retired or I've semi-retired a bit early and um, I've gone on some great trips Yeah. and, um, but I'd still like to, I like to do more. Yeah, more. I need yeah. more. I was just talking to somebody and, uh, the idea of virtual travel, I think, is going to become a thing with some of these like Oculus Rift and and like you take a look at the new um, uh, Modern Warfare games coming out, like the graphics are becoming more and more unbelievable. Like we I scaled Everest using our, our PS VR helmet and okay. it's pretty awesome, right? Like <laughs> you, 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 you go to the uh, to the summit. Uh, you do like an ice, ice, uh, you climb an ice wall, you get caught in a squall. Of course, you're standing in your living room and it's, it's, I'm not suggesting it's, warm. it's anywhere near. And it's warm. <laughs> uh, but if you take a look at where the technology was 20 years ago, project out 20 years, I think for certain things like touring the Louvre or going to see, you know, certain, uh, uh, some of these wonders of the world, right? perhaps become in, in regions where it's a little bit sketchy, right? I, I could see an industry of, of uh, VR-based tourism. I could see that becoming a thing for, mm. for people who, not for everybody, but like you were saying, let's say somebody who's got health and mobility problems and it just cannot possibly go, right? It could be a way to experience, at least in some, some way, um, some of those some of those things. So I, I, I definitely think it, it will become a thing. I don't think it will replace tourism, but it could be. Well, I don't know what these VR know, headsets. Stay away out of the where, metaverse. Where, where they're going. Because, I mean, they're still pretty blocky and chunky and they stick on your head. And, you know, you get motion sickness after. A bit. Yeah. But even there, you take a look at, you know, the early ones that had come out. And, and now my, so my younger son definitely wants to get the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, we uh, have, we just got, we just got one. So it's wireless, yeah. right? So oh, the, is yours wired? Your well, head? the one he wants to get is wireless, yeah, right? That's what that's and, what Alex said. And uh, so the the one for the PS now they're coming out with a new version mm. for the PS5, which is wireless. Ours is wired. Yeah. So you are tethered, and yeah, it's you know it's a little bit heavy, and and but it's still mind blowing. Yeah. I play this uh, this game. I haven't played it for a while because it terrifies me. But it's based on The Exorcist, <laughs> and holy smokes, like there are some of the, uh, the, the scenes, there's one where you're in this church and, uh, the light is only like a circle of light at the beginning, like at the front. And you can see that the back of the church is all in darkness and there's, you know, you hear sounds and it is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. And I mean, the graphics are, are good, but they're not, you know, hundred percent realistic. Like you can tell, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not rendered. And yet it's close enough that like you, then you like something jumps out at you and you lose it, man. The helmet comes off, you know, it's so put that forward, you know, five, six years and it's going um, to be pretty interesting. So what do we decided? So Savannah, Georgia, yep. LA, LA, New York, New York, back to Europe, back to Europe. Um, Again, it, it all depends on uh, what about you? Like you've been yes, you've been more places. You you've been to Australia, yeah, I've been, twice. Were you? I've been there twice. Yeah, Lori, I think it's been there three times. Yeah. What about Japan? Um, a... We were going to go to Japan. Okay, so uh, that is definitely a place we would like to go. Um, maybe next year. Yeah, some friends of ours were just there, and and the restrictions are pretty strict still yeah, yeah I'm uh, and i have an acquaintance him and his family they're doing a 10-month world tour oh wow uh, yeah they started in france and they are going through africa right now they start then they went from france to south africa and they're making their way up uh parts of africa then i think they're going to head over to india and malaysia and so they're they're going to be uh they took their kids with them and wow. doing a 10-month thing yeah 
yeah. So, uh, you know, there'd be something to doing that as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to go to the States, but it just the U.S. right now is just with well, the November. So we're going to Maui in four days. And specifically our youngest son, because uh, we were talking, do we go back to Florida? <laughs> and he was like, I don't think I want to go to Florida right now. Uh, and then I said, yeah, he wasn't even aware of the, the November midterms coming up. Right. Because uh, you're seeing just crazy stuff. Right. So I think Hawaii is going to be relatively benign, but there's a lot of places I would not go right now. Yeah. It just, uh, that, that, that country right now is struggling. Yeah. Wouldn't go to Russia right now either. No, I definitely, I, you know, it's, I'm always fascinated like, uh, Edward Snowden or China. So Ed, the whistleblower yes. from the NSA who basically had to escape to, to, to Russia yep. to avoid, um, being, um, prosecuted for spying and it's it's funny he revealed stuff that uh we kind of needed to know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um and he thought what they were doing was wrong that's and right he was right they it was wrong yeah he was just granted citizenship i think uh, in russia uh, last yeah. week or a couple weeks ago yeah, maybe yeah. a couple weeks ago yeah. but uh and he disappeared off twitter for an extended period of time um I do not think that that's a particularly safe place for him to be for sure, because, uh, man, that is a, uh, Russia is, uh, so there is, although I think if he continues, so he's quite critical of the United States from what I understand, he's not all that critical of, of the Russian. Well, I don't think regime. he can be. I well, think, no, exactly. I think if he right? was critical of Russia, he would be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's not, I mean, he's critical, but not critical in, um, like, uh, I, I, I read the thing and he's basically distrustful of some of the government bureaucracies. Yeah. Right? And, 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 it, and, and they're, I mean, they're thoughtful well, you know, criticisms. Should be right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh I mean, he's without got, going down the, the rabbit hole of the deep state. Well, and he's got, uh, I mean, he's got two kids and his wife and he wants to keep them together. Absolutely. And, yes. um, yeah, but that seems like a very tenuous. Like, like I, I put him in the same category as uh, Julian Assange, where yes, I mean he had to hide in an Ecuadorian, uh, right? Uh, for the being a form of whistleblower, I mean, there's yeah. certain things he did right. I mean, there was some profit margin there for him, so yeah, it was a I little bit know. questionable. And then look at the Salman Rushdie. I guess he lost an eye. Did he? Yeah, just. Yeah, because I didn't that, know that because of that attack. So yeah. he's yeah, that was that was bad. And again, he's a form of whistleblower um, or critic anyways, you know, of the of the uh, the Muslim uh, uh, sort of the extremist Muslim. Uh, but he's not even a whistleblower. He wrote a work of fiction that was considered blasphemous. Yes. And uh, but he's been a vocal critic as well you well, know, of these regimes it's true there's lots of vocal critics but they don't have uh what do they call them uh they're when they have these death threats oh an ap uh, a fatwa a fatwa because yeah, he would be what is it an apostate or something yeah and he so this fatwa has been going on for like 30 years yeah that's right and um people still trying to go after him yeah like, it's just that's just crazy and um i mean i saw him speak at a conference in edmonton 10 or 12 years ago oh yeah and uh it was fascinating i bet um he's not I mean, he's not a young man no no he's got to be in his 70s now at least yeah and um to get attacked yeah but you know the power of ideas right um yeah is uh you know it's uh i think we underestimate i mean just look at how bought in certain people are again we talk about the states but we've got our own level of kooky here as well absolutely. right that people just buy into these absolutely unsupportable positions where and they they are not they're not fooling around they're not like oh i think they they are like no this is you know absolutely the way it is and i'm worried about it and so the power of of that propaganda and that fear you know we underestimate it in our own uh, peril and you know i find a lot of websites and i mean it is a bit amusing at times to watch people and sort of say well, most people are off the off the chain 
but there's also a huge part of it that's not funny right yeah, it's exactly. it's um it's not like the old days where it was a small minority and um or even even i say look you know you can believe whatever you want in your own home you you want to believe the earth is flat hey that's pretty harmless right <laughs> but when you start then becoming an activist in terms of we should be nobody should be allowed to learn this or we should burn that book or we should stop teaching you know this theory and and we're going to take pitchforks, that's where it becomes problematic, right? Exactly. In, in the old days, you want to wear a tinfoil hat and think that the aliens were living in your basement? Have at it. Like, you know, nobody really, it wasn't impacting anybody, yeah, right? exactly. But so, uh, yeah, the power of ideas are interesting. Interesting. Um, well, that was another light and fun episode a light of the fun. Connect Do podcast. And somehow <laughs> the bucket list for vacations kind of went all over the place. Yeah, well, that's true because you go to places, it's going to be interesting, right? <laughs> uh, where else? Name one more place you'd like to go. I would like to go to uh, parts of South America. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. There is, um, I'm not sure where. Um, but Chile? Maybe Chile. Peru? <laughs> you know, I, I... Guatemala? Well, I I would like to have gone to... Uh, it's Machu Picchu, but uh, oh, I don't yes. know if I'm going to be able to see it before they close it down. Maybe they'll close Are it Are they going to close it down? Well, they really have some issues with tourism, like excessive tourism. Yes. And um, so, like, Lori's uncle went to the Galapagos Islands, and I think that would be super cool to see. Right. But again, they restrict that now because there's kind of like this excessive tourism in some yeah. areas. Um, and for me, I like to photograph things, obviously, being right. a photographer. Sure. So if I go, I want to photograph stuff. Yeah. And uh, so for me, part of it is being safe while I'm doing that. Yeah. Because I don't want to get mugged and have all my gear stolen. Or I don't want to yeah, carry tons yeah, yeah, of yeah. gear so that I have, right. you know, and make myself vulnerable. But I do want to be able to to get some great photos, especially yeah. like some of the wildlife stuff. And That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. People are goofy, right? Like, again, not everybody, but like, was it in some national park in the States or was this this rock outcropping been there for thousands of years and some schmuck goes and, and knocks the thing over it's oh like yeah there was one dumbass tourist there's been a few like, of those there was one in oregon that was quite famous and uh they actually have video of the guys it was like a an upside down rock with yes that's what i'm thinking yeah and uh and uh they're on the rock and the whole thing falls over yeah it's like what is wrong with you like yeah yeah or that, like the the woman that touched up the fresco in Italy, she's trying to <laughs> fix it, and it's like, what the hell have you done? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, people, I mean, part of me would like to go to the Antarctica, but Ooh, that's cold. The giant ice wall yeah, that surrounds the flat Earth, that would be cool. <laughs> but the problem with the... Uh, like I don't like the cold that much. I like cool. I don't like cold. And well, uh, apparently, if you give it a while, a couple of decades, the way we're headed, it'll be. It'll you'll, be. You'll be able tropical. to find terra for. Well, maybe not quite ter uh, tropical, but you'll be able to find terra firma. Well, apparently, it's it's a desert. A lot of it. A lot of it's a desert. Under a lot under of all uh, that ice. And a lot of uh, a lot of the north uh, northwest territories is desert like. Yeah. Because um, there's just no moisture so there's yeah. snow um in the winter yeah. but in general it's not yeah it's, it's not, dry and, it's very dry yeah so anyway um there you go what kind of media have you consumed you know i've uh started watching andor oh yeah and how uh, far did you get i'm on the second episode i watched second the first two episodes okay. and i'm already starting to see it kind of move into an interesting direction so yeah. you mentioned the first three were really they kind of setting up they're set up yeah. and so i'm looking forward to the third one uh still getting through season three of uh, stranger things oh yeah which uh, my son has now uh my younger son has now watched i think all of season four so i'm keeping him yeah, I'm halfway, quiet i think i'm halfway through season four yeah he's it's, apparently it's pretty wild yeah it's so, uh, uh oh yeah it's, uh, but i'm enjoying of, season a three of, uh, a lot of uh what do they call them? Jump, jump cuts to, to oh like, is that right jump scares okay so i'm uh, looking i'm i'm enjoying season three 
I see what they mean about Mike, though. That's a character that just doesn't seem to be developing very much. So No, it and, does, uh, doesn't really, yeah. And I'd forgotten how goofy we dressed in the 80s as, te- <laughs> as, as pre-teens. Everybody's wearing these goofy-looking shorts, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that I remember thing. that. That was a thing, yeah. <laughs> Lots of leg. Yeah. And uh, yeah, tall socks and goofy looking shorts. Well, so, so I've uh, been watching. I've been watching Dark, more of Dark. Right, and right. Dark, uh, Dark is very because Dark is uh, it's got this time thing. So you basically you see uh, in in like I think it was 2019, and then you have like 33 years earlier in 1986. There's a bunch of okay. storyline that goes yep. on there. So you actually see the so they they'll have they have uh, these actors. So they'll have actor at 2019 and actor at 20 uh, 1986. So so they have to you know show you both so you know that this is the same person. Right, and, right, right. And right. now they've got 1953. Mm. So they're 33 years apart, and um, and uh, so you 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 you're trying to to figure out, and you go like. I know who this guy is. This guy is that person. Right. Right. And cause you're trying to figure out, okay, this character is shown up in 1986 and I'm going like, okay, which one is the one in 2019? Mm. Because, and, and it doesn't, uh, I think I talked about it last episode where it was, um, doesn't really have a single protagonist. It's like a, a very much an ensemble. Yes. And, and uh, so you're following all these different, um, tracks mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what the hell is going on so it's a very confusing it is kind of a combination of stranger things x-files there's murder involved and yep there's some yeah so i i don't know where it's going but uh yeah it's interesting and it's all in german ah very interesting yeah, yeah. you know it just occurred to me that's one thing i think we forget so watching stranger things it's set in the 80s you know, they're in the mall and, and a lot of that resonates because oh, yeah. that's when we were kids, right? But you forget just how little technology we had, right? <laughs> nothing. Uh, there was nothing. There was nothing. Well, I mean, early, very early stage PCs and, and I remember people had, you know, like computers was a hobbyist thing, right? Like you'd go and you'd, we knew a few well, people that they, they would have bought like a Radio Shack and they're building their own you know, computer and it would oh, just yeah. been totally like uh, binary code and oh, yeah. you know, very... But so you're watching the even show, phone, even like a phone, like so. So oh part, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a scene in where where one of the people from '86 uh, sees this flat slab, okay, right? and touches it, and it lights up, and he just drops it because he's going like, "What the hell is this thing?" Which it's a phone. <laughs> That's what Louis C.K. said back then. It was just called the phone, yeah, and it lived in a room in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, it's uh it's uh, and then the cordless phone was like the big thing right well you can take it out to the pool and talk to people on the phone like, well Holy even uh, star trek even, stuff man. even digital uh digital cameras oh yeah so everybody forgets that the first com- uh, uh commercially available digital camera was like 2001 2002 yeah. it was not before that i know right that's not really that long. But you know ago. that Kodak invented it in the seventies. Oh yeah, uh, but but we, it was... we talk about that in when we talk about strategy, but because they didn't want to under, I mean their bread and butter was film and photographic paper, so it kind of made sense. They're like, whoa, this thing will kill our main, you know, bread and butter. So suppress that technology or just abandon it. Well, I'm always curious but, uh... as to like uh, for some of these older. Um, these older spacecraft that went to like Pioneer One and oh, Voyager yeah. and all that stuff. They took or even the, the Apollo. They took uh, the first photos of of um, Jupiter. Right. Like uh, one of the Voyager ones took the first close up photo of Jupiter. Right. Um, and uh, and Saturn and Uranus and Neptune. Yeah. And here's the catch. What kind of technology were they using to capture those images? Yeah. And you know, like because they've sent those images back sure but uh, it's not film based no film based not you can't communicate right film based and um and 
Uh, it's true. I hadn't thought of that. So it would have been a, a primitive form of digital photography. Right? Well, and in fact, uh, so when you had photographers in like the 70s or the 80s, they were used film. They would photograph yep. things in film. They would go and um, um, uh, develop in their back of their... their yep, their, a, a chemical like process. A chemical process. Yep, they that's would right. Print them. And then they would use these things to transmit them on the wire, right? And it was basically oh, more like a fax machine. Right. Right? It was, it was basically you'd slip it in and it would transmit like one line at a time. Right. Like going across and, sure. and, and slowly work their way through. Like so you'd feed it so in. So it would have been similar to a teletype machine. Well, like a fax, Even like an old fax machine, right? Like basically a fax right. machine, just one line at a time, and right. you break the connection. But they wouldn't have been color photos. I no, don't no, think. they would have been black and whites yeah. at the time. Yeah. Well, because newspapers were black and white back. Then. That's right. Everything exactly. was black and white. That's right. So yeah, like uh, yeah. Well, you know, we yeah we forget. So like I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. It's set in 1890. They have uh, early telegraph. They don't have phones yet, right? But so at the time, that would have been mind, mind blowing, right? Yeah. That you can be 100 miles away or 50 miles away. And they probably would have had relay stations, but, you know, along the, the wires, it's just like, wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, who knows where we'll be 30 years from now? Well, well, we'll probably be dead, but. Well, enjoy your. Enjoy. <laughs> no, I, I, hope, hope, I hope. I hope not. I hope, I'll only be eighty-five. I hope thirty years <laughs> still around. I'm hoping for forty, at least a good forty more, right? I, it, I mean, it, the bottom line is nobody gets out of this life alive. Well, who knows, right? Kurzweil <laughs> says we're not that far from. Uh, you can upload yourself. You're talking about traveling, you just upload yourself into a new uh, uh, avatar body, and you're good to go, brother. Yeah, but will you have young thoughts though? That's the thing I wonder. Right? <laughs> Are you well, still going to be like it's four in the afternoon? I'm I'm ready for supper. I want my <laughs> I want my nap. But you're in a thirty year old, you know, avatar body. Yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, have a really great trip to Thank Hawaii. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I'll see what we we can do in terms of uh, in terms of maybe we'll have a guest co-host. Yeah, that'd be week. that'd be fun. I think uh, it should be your wife. I think uh, that would be a hoot. Yeah, see if she'll agree to that. Maybe your son. <laughs> that could be interesting. You can talk about physics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can tell you how you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> A full hour of being told that you're wrong. Exactly. That'd be great. Okay. All right, man. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Take care. Bye.